Ideally, you want to purchase life insurance before you need it. Welcome back to the Legacy Builder Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Holt. Today we have with us Ben Bernard, the Insurance Planning Director at Ascent. Good morning. Hey, good morning. How are you? Doing good. Yourself? Good. Great awesome. to be here. Awesome. Great to be here. So the Legacy Builder Podcast, it's a podcast designed to talk about all things related to business, transition planning, uh, and we oftentimes get into many different subjects. And today we're going to be talking about one that sometimes gets overlooked, and that's that's life insurance planning in a business setting. Uh, a lot of different ways that we could take this, but then you've come up with some of the myths of life insurance planning that oftentimes get stuck into people's minds uh, when it comes to life insurance planning in a business setting. Um, what are some of those myths here? I mean, what's the number one that you often hear? Because you work with clients on this stuff every single day in insurance. What's, what's one of the biggest myths that you come across? I mean, I would say the biggest myth that, you know, clients have is just that they simply don't need it. You know, maybe they've can, uh, you know, they've got other assets or they just don't need um, to have a policy where a lot of times, you know, having a policy, you know, can be a, a sound piece to that financial plan for that business and whatnot. And, and typically, um, you know, I guess the other the myth that goes along with that is the, is the pure cost. You know, they, they overestimate the cost of a policy. So, um, again, really having a plan um, to cover that untimely death, you know, really doesn't come at a very steep cost. You know, if, if, uh, if the client uh, does this planning when they're young, healthy, you know, we can typically find a, a policy or a solution to cover that need, um, you know, at a very cost-effective rate and whatnot. So, and that's one of the advantages of working with us here at Ascent is, you know, we don't represent one insurance company. You know, we're not selling our own products. We're, we're, we're an independent advisory group. So, what that means is that, you know, we can go out into the marketplace and really customize that plan to fit, you know, the client's specific needs. You know, we're not just selling, um, you know, one product to every client that we work with, you know. So whether you've got a health issue or you have a, a, a need for a larger policy, you know, we can really customize things and minimize that cost. So we can really kind of alleviate that or alleviate that barrier or that myth that, you know, this is simply too uh, costly, too expensive, um, and I just simply don't need it, so. So that first myth that you talked about there, uh, I don't need coverage. How often is that the actual case? If you meet with meet with a family, a business, and they say, "Yeah, I don't need coverage," I mean, if you take them down the process, is that likely? I mean, if you have a very strong balance sheet, you know, and you know, there is definitely that um, those folks that don't need life insurance. They've got other assets. So if something were to happen to you, um, if you were to pass away, um, you know, the, other, the thing that goes with you when you pass away, of course, as we all know, is, is your ability to generate income. You know? So if you've got other assets that are, again, that, that strong balance sheet, whether it's uh, your business is able to function maybe without you, you know, and, and the income is still coming in, um, or you've just, again, have uh, you know, other assets that fill that void for what your goals are, if you're not here to generate that income, you know, that, um, you know, you do, there definitely are folks out there that um, that are in that situation, but you know, a lot of times, again, we can find a policy that's very cost effective. That um, it really just gives that client that peace of mind of having, you know, that liquidity. You know, you don't have to go then sell something 
within the business that's you know helping generate that income. You know, maybe you have a tax taxable event if you do that. Um, it feels like it's few and far between, though, that businesses can truly just 100% self-insure. There's there's a lot of benefits within life insurance. It doesn't have to be just a pure death benefit. Um, that you know, you're you're exactly right. There, you know, typically if you were able to sit down with the client, and learn more about, you know, what really is is important to them. You know, there's typically a uh, a life insurance policy that we can build into their financial plan to add value back to to their overall. Um, you know, business, their family, their legacy, you know, and just really help, um, you know, maybe think of some things that they, they don't see the need for the insurance and they think they don't need it, but, um, you know, there's definitely some ways for us to kind of uncover some needs that, they, that they're maybe not thinking of, or the policy is just a good leverage, you know. I've, I've seen you sit down with clients before, and, and if they think initially like they don't need, need coverage, um, it's just having an actual tactical plan in place if you think, okay, if I don't have coverage and if I die tomorrow or someone in our business dies, what are we going to do? How does this work? And if you actually walk through it from a tactical perspective, step by step, oftentimes people find that there would be some interruption or, or some, some heartache, per se, somewhere in the setting. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to believe that there, there wouldn't be some kind of you know, heartburn from you know, losing a business partner or losing a family member, right? So there's definitely... You know, as we kind of go through the process that we lay out, you know, we really kind of look to see, you know, what what would this ha what would happen today if, you know, if your business partner was gone or your your spouse was gone and their ability to, to earn income, you know, so, you know, there's, um, you know, most people, most uh, businesses, you know, most farming operations would be, you know, impacted sometimes um, significantly by that untimely death. And you mentioned another one in here. You said people think that it's. It, it's expensive, that, that life insurance is expensive. Uh, it seems that the, the, the cost of coverage for most people can be pretty affordable if they're looking at the right policy. Yeah, absolutely. There, I don't want to say that insurance, uh, life insurance can't be expensive because if you have some significant health issues, um, if the policy, if you're looking at a, a very large policy, you know, definitely um, those are drivers, you know, to really drive that premium in a higher direction, you know. But again, you know, if you are, um, if you do the planning, you know, maybe when you are a little bit younger, um, when you uh, are healthier, you know, is what I kind of mean by that too, is that, you know, we're really, all, those are some things that we can help look into options while you're um, still healthy to, to minimize that cost of that policy. Yeah. And in, in looking at the cost of insurance and related to the business, it's so important for the business to really understand what they're trying to insure and that the policy that they're getting matches up with it. I know of a family business that uh, we're working with here, and they've been paying $35,000 a year on life insurance for two individuals. And they were basically sold a policy, not, and not to try to say that $35,000 is either expensive or not expensive, but it's they different were, for everybody. They, yeah. It's different for everybody. Right. But they were sold a policy or policies that were not fit at all for their organization. They were sold something that's, you know, maybe needed in more like an estate planning setting. Sure. And uh, after they, they really sat back and understood why they bought this insurance and what, what they're trying to insure, they're trying to insure what if a partner passed away in the next couple of years uh, or while they're active that they weren't, they weren't really buying the insurance for that purpose. And 
by looking at it, they were able to cut the you know price down into a fraction. Absolutely, and I, and I think um, you know I remember this case as well too. And I think you know that was a situation where you know they'd bought a, a larger uh, permanent policy, you know, which again, um, having some permanent coverage in your life insurance portfolio definitely makes some sense. There's a place for it, um, but sometimes in you know if the if the cost is going to be that significant um, and the need is maybe not. Permanent, you know, if you, you could if you could uh, use a more cost-effective term insurance policy to kind of still get you that coverage that you need today, but then free up some cash flow so that you could use that additional cash flow somewhere else in the business. Maybe it's paying down debt. Maybe it's you know saving for you know the uh, um, executive's you know retirement plan, things of that nature. You know, they're um, each type of policy, you know, whether it's permanent or term, has its key advantages. And what we try to do is we try to look at the big picture. And um, you know, a lot of times we get the question, you've heard it too, you know, which one's better, term versus permanent? And and the reality that we kind of come to um, in a lot of our conversations is that it's it's typically a blend of the two. You know, we need to have a policy for when we die, right? We're all gonna die. That's just part of life, right? So having a permanent policy that's gonna be here for us for the long run is, is important to cover those needs, but also, you know, for younger, for businesses um, is growing. If we have some um, needs for, um, you know, a larger policy, but it's, you know, it's for the businesses kind of up and running or got a young family at home, you know, layering in a term insurance policy and taking some advantage of the, the lower cost of those term policies, you know, and, and again, finding that blend of the two that's a good fit, you know, that's um, a lot of times that's where, you know, we can really customize that plan to meet the needs for today, um, but then also for down the road and not make this be a huge investment um, that, you know, really, um, you know, because again, if the, if the insurance portfolio or the plan, you know, if we can't cash flow it year after year, um, you know, it, it's in, in at some point we need to, um, stop making premium payments. That's you know that's where you can get into some trouble with with your life insurance plans. So yeah, absolutely. Another myth here that I, I wrote down that you shared with me before was that oftentimes people think if they've had a health condition or health issue, they can't get insurance, or if they've been denied by one company that they can't get life insurance in general. Uh, you want to go ahead and, and uh, poke some holes around that myth? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So that's something, again, that kind of, uh, this really speaks to our advantage to being you know, an independent office. I mean, a lot of times when, my, when I hear that uh, misconception or that myth, it's that, hey, I went to my um, local agent who was maybe a proprietary agent, and they denied me. So I, they, they take that as I can't get coverage anywhere, you know, where, um, Nowadays, with you know, every company is a little bit different, um, and nowadays underwriting is is very customized to that that specific carrier. One carrier might look at a client that's maybe had heart disease or you know type two diabetic or sleep apnea or whatever the ailment is, and they might look at that and say, you know, we can't insure that risk. Where another company might look at the exact same profile and say. We're comfortable with this, mm -hmm. you know. It's, it's probably not going to be a preferred rating, you know. We can probably, um, you know, agree on that part of it, but you know, we can still get a policy approved. You know, it might be, you know, standard or substandard, but you know, in 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 those situations, you know, we're able to again, not just find the right price, but um, you know, find the right risk um, assessment, in, you know, from the insurance company's underwriting guidelines to fit that client's needs it and seems, find that policy. It seems like life insurance companies look at health conditions like 
a, a bank looks at people from different financial positions. Sure, absolutely. You know, certain banks are made to work with different different types of people, and right. you know, certain life insurance companies do that exact same thing. Like you just gave the example, I think, of uh, a tobacco user. Some will say, we'll price this differently than the next. They'll say, hey, we don't look at, at this certain type of cancer as bad. And if you only work with one or two life insurance companies, you really narrow your opportunities to either have a policy in place at all or have a policy that you can afford. And when you work with 20, 30 different insurance companies, oftentimes you're, you, can, you can save, the, the client themselves or the business can save a significant amount of money uh, on those policies. Absolutely, and I'm happy you brought up you know, nicotine, for example. Um, obviously, anybody that's purchased a life insurance policy in the last 20 years, you know, you've got nicotine rates and you've got non-nicotine rates. And traditionally, it's bad if you're using any type of nicotine, you're getting rate you're getting rated on the nicotine side of the fence right where you know we've got several companies nowadays that you know if it's um, smoke less tobacco we can actually get you a non-tobacco rating so whether it's chewing um you know things of that nature you know you can actually get a non-nicotine rating as a as a you know tobacco user um as long as it's not um actual cigarette smoking you know so if it's smokeless tobacco you know we've got some pretty competitive options out there so absolutely uh, another myth that I've heard you bring up in the past is that getting life insurance in place is very complex and time consuming and that people just don't have the time to, to take to get it in place. I think it's like this super daunting task. It's going to take me six months and it's going to, yeah, I'm going to have to give a quart of blood and, uh, yeah. I'm going to take two weeks off of work <laughs> exactly, to get this done right. and, and, yeah. uh, well, yeah, sure. do this. Talk about the process. Yeah. So the process can be, it's, it's very streamlined these days. Um, I mean, traditionally, you know, application, you know, to getting a policy done could take, you know, you know, 90, you know, 120 days. It could take, you know, it could take months to get this done where the insurance companies that we work with, um, a lot of them have accelerated underwriting programs. And essentially what that means is that they've really streamlined the process. So, you know, we can do the application, you know, in person, or we can do it online or over the phone. Um, a lot of times insurance companies could review that and get you an, an approval that same week. Mm -hmm. You know, they might request a, a phone interview or they might want to pull medical records, but you know, the traditional process of application, you know, having to do an exam, you know, pulling medical records and then shopping things around, you know, we still can go through, down that process if we need to. If that's what we need to do to get the client the best option, we can definitely go that route. But, you know, if a client is in average or better health, you know, really streamlining the process through the accelerated underwriting programs that are available out there has been a really nice, really good niche for, for us here at Ascent. And another myth here to touch on is uh, sometimes clients will think or business owners will think, well, instead of buying life insurance, I could take my money and I could put it away uh, and I'll save up money in case we need it. Sure, sure. How often has that ever you know, actually worked out? It, it, you know, honestly, if, if, you, if you know you have a 30, 40 year you know, timeline that you can actually let that asset grow, you know, it's the, it's the buy term and invest the rest or just I'm just gonna invest the rest kind of strategy. Um, and sometimes it does work out, you know. So if you if you know that you're not going to have that, if you know you're not going to, if die. you know you're not going to die, yeah. right, and you, you know you're going to, you know you're going to get that eight to ten percent, you know, somewhere else. Sure, I mean that's definitely a uh, a risk that some individuals, some businesses are, are comfortable taking. But um, again, for what a um, a low cost insurance policy could, um, you know, can cost, 
you know, to just leverage some of that risk, put it on the insurance company. You've got your, you know, again, 20, uh, 10 or, you know, you know, 25 year term policy, you know, that is definitely a, a sound piece to a, a financial plan and whatnot. And again, it's kind of a blend of the two, right? You don't need to go buy a huge permanent policy, you know, because, you know, you can buy that term policy and then the rest, again, you can still fund your Roth IRA, mm -hmm. you know, put that into your 401k, get that match, you know, from your employer, whatever the case may be. So again, we, our approach at Ascent is there's always a, you know, it's typically a blend of the two strategies. It's never just, this is the one way to do it or or this is the, the route to go. I mean, it's typically learn more about our client, find out what's important to them, um, what, you know, what tools are available. And then it's, it's, you're really customizing that plan to kind of, yeah. to kind of fit their needs and whatnot. So I, uh, I have a myth that I could, that I want to share here and bring up, but working with a client recently, talking with them and, and I asked the question, we were, we were working on their buy sell agreement for the business and, and going through some of the economics and the scenarios of someone passed away, if there was a disability, what if someone left the business? Sure. And these business partners said, "Well, if, if one of us passes away, we'll take care of the other family. We'll, we'll have, you know, we'll take care of. Them. We know that we know we will." And I said, "You know, absolutely. You guys been in business together a long time. Your family, you, you know, you'd want to do that. For, you absolutely, bet. it's the right thing, right? It's yeah. the right thing to do." Um, I said, "So let's walk through that. You guys, if you guys have each been drawing money out of the business, sixty, seventy thousand dollars a year." Uh, if all of a sudden your business partner passes away, now they have a family that, that your business partner left behind. Mm -hmm. How long are you going to be able to keep paying? They've got needs. They've that got sixty, seventy thousand mm -hmm. dollars a year just to t just to help take care of them and keep them going while hiring their replacement. And how is your business set up for Don't that? Don't forget about that, right? You know, your business partner's gone, right? So his ability to contribute to that business, to and provide, if they, if they provide were, value, they're, yeah. they're gone too. If so they were a business partner, they probably brought a lot of value probably, to the business. Right, right. So Absolutely. to replace them isn't going to be probably just as cheap. And unless you're bringing somebody else in that's an owner, right. if you bring in a true employee, they'll probably want to get fair market wage per se, mm -hmm. where a lot of times as an owner, you... Don't take fair market wage. You're paying yourself a little bit less to grow the business. And, and you've seen this too, and you know, in the situations where you know if something happens to that key employee, or that you know, so again, in a buy sell arrangement, you know, you and I are in business, and all of a sudden something happens to me, for example, and then you know, my wife says, "Well, I want out of the business. You know, I don't. You know, I want, I want my half per se. You yep. know, how how does that look? How do you unwind that? Is there a way to, you know, get?" the survivors, you know, of that key person that, you know, the other side of the buy-sell um, arrangement, you know, get them what they need and want. Um, but still, what does, how, where does that leave you, though, if you want to continue running that business and, and keeping, um, you know, keeping that business going on for the future generation? So absolutely, a lot of considerations there. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, no, that's been great, Ben. Thank you so much. Uh, as we wrap up here talking about life insurance in respects to business planning, uh, anything that we've missed here so far? Anything else that we should be covering as we wrap up? Um, I mean, honestly, I think uh, there is a great, I mean, they're, they're typically, uh, we really believe that uh, life insurance is a, is a, you know, it's an important piece to a sound financial plan. Um, but again, at the same time, you know, there are those situations where, you know, people are, they've got, again, that strong balance sheet where they don't necessarily absolutely need to have that life insurance policy. So, you know, we don't, we just want to definitely, uh, we look at every situation differently. Um, we really try to customize the plan for that specific individual. And again, if you have all your ducks in your own, you don't need insurance, you know, that's definitely something that, uh, 
that we've seen before as well too, um, but typically through our planning process, you know, finding a, uh, again, that right um, fit, that right type of plan uh, for the right cost, you know, again, is a really sound, um, you know, piece to uh, that overall financial plan for that business, that individual, that family, you know, whatever their circumstances are. Absolutely, absolutely. Thanks, Ben. Hey, Appreciate you bet. talking about this today. Thank you, Jared.